Lord, and welcome to our weekly 30-minute podcast, The Elephant in the Room with Bishop Michael Bellamy. Our podcast will cover various topics that are often overlooked, misunderstood, or even controversial from a biblical perspective. We're blessed to have a team of wonderful producers who want to make each episode something that will be enjoyable and informative. During this episode, we will discuss the purpose and importance of praise and worship and the similarities and differences between the two acts. Today's podcast was produced by Elder Maurice and Lady Satoya Clanton. It was edited by Lady Satoya Clanton and Sister Tainika Harris Coronado. I'll be right back with today's episode. Today I want to talk to you about the differences between praise and worship. Many people equate praise and worship to what they see in the contemporary Christian services, where praise teams lead the congregation through a few songs before the sermon. The praise portion comes through fast, upbeat songs and dancing and shouting before the Lord. Worship is invoked through slow heart-stirring ballads to the Lord. Many people believe that praise and worship only happens during Sunday service, but it goes beyond the 30 minutes every week. Praise and worship both work together to strengthen and increase our faith in God as we walk with Christ each day. But consider this, While praise and worship have several similarities and often overlap, not everyone is called or can be a true worshiper. Both praise and worship usher in the presence of God into our lives. But we must go beyond the surface of what we see praise and worship as to understand the significance of both acts. During this episode, we'll go over the characteristics and requirements for praise and worship, identifying the similarities and magnifying their differences while using the Bible as our guide. So what is praise? According to dictionary.com, praise is the expression of approval or admiration for someone or something It's also defined as the offering of grateful homage in words or song as an act of worship. When we think of praise in the natural sense, we can imagine a parent praising their child for doing a great job at something like getting an A on a test or a coach celebrating their football team for making it to the playoffs. From a biblical lens, we find that praise is an act of celebrating God for what he has done for us. AV1611.com defines praise as displaying the excellence of. Several scriptures come to mind when I think of the word praise. You're familiar with Psalms 150 and Psalms 100. At the top of the list, 
Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. In this psalm, we find a few key characteristics of what constitutes praise. The who? The Lord God, our Heavenly Father. The where? In his sanctuary and in the firmament of his power. The what? His mighty acts or what he has done. The why? Because of who he is in his excellent greatness. The how? With the instruments and our abilities. These five elements are always present when we praise God. The beauty in praise is that anyone can do it. As verse 6 of this passage tells us, not only does the word let us know that everyone can praise, but it commands every living thing to praise God. We can even praise the Lord with the instruments of our hands, feet, and voices anywhere God is, which is everywhere. Psalms 100 gives us additional instructions on how we should praise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. In this psalm, we clearly see that praise also requires a spirit of humility, reverence, thankfulness, and gratitude when we offer our praise to God. In every encounter with him, there is order and a measure of respect and awe that must precede anything we do in offering up our praise to him. So what are the types of praise? In his article titled, The Seven Hebrew Words for Praise in the Bible, Rich Kilpatrick describes praise as something that is loud and visible. When we think of the modern Sunday services, we often hear praise leaders encourage the congregation to praise the Lord with shouts of hallelujah and glory to God. In his article, Kilpatrick reviews six types of praise commonly found in the Bible as translated from Hebrew, and examples of what they look like. First, we have 
halal, which means to boast foolishly, to make show of it. The word hallelujah derives from the word halal. Kilpatrick wrote that halal praise is not shy, but makes clear who we worship, shining the spotlight on our God in such a way that we are actually a bit foolish while doing it. We see evidence of this type of praise in apostolic, Pentecostal, and holiness churches where congregants allow the Spirit of God to move them toward an outward manifestation of praise through singing, shouting, dancing, and speaking in tongues, which looks a bit foolish to those who don't understand the reason behind this type of praise. King David is a prime example of halal praise. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse number 16, the King James Version reads like this, And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked out through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Not everyone will understand your halal praise, but give it to God anyway, because he is worthy of it. Psalms 30, 11 is a beautiful reminder of God's goodness. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Then we have Tehillah, which means to praise vocally or in song or shouts. Kilpatrick wrote, The power of Tehillah expresses itself vocally so that there is no doubt who the star in the room is. In our worship services, do our songs have this effect? Do they make it clear that our noise is about honoring our God? Going back to Psalms 100 verse 4, we see the instruction to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. This is Bishop Michael Bellamy. I hope you enjoy our podcast and subscribe to our Facebook page. You will find our weekly 30-minute podcast on many of your favorite platforms. Would you please tell your family and friends to listen in as well? We would also love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and via email at theelephant.com. 2022 at gmail.com. Thirdly, we have Zamar, which means to praise with instruments, alone or with voices. Zamar takes us back to Psalms 150, in which we're instructed to praise God with all manner of instruments to accompany our praise to him. Kilpatrick wrote that Zamar inspires our praise to be more than a vocalization at times. The praise of God is special enough 
that when we gather that the creation and skill of instrumental music is valued in the scriptures, singing and vocalizing our praise with the added sounds and rhythms make our praise even greater. Most church services are accompanied by keyboards, organs, drums, tambourines that undergird the praise we send forth through corporate hymns and choir selections in praise to the Father. Then we have Yoda, which means to lift or throw arms upward in praise and surrender. Several scriptures either instruct us to lift our hands or show us someone in the word offering this type of praise to God. The 134 Psalms, verse number two, the King James Version reads, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. The 63rd Psalm, verse number four, Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. And then Lamentations chapter 3, verse 41. Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. To describe this type of praise, Kilpatrick wrote the following. Indeed, to praise in this manner is to extend our arms as an expression of our need for God. We reach in his direction, longing to be free from our sin and brokenness. We praise him in the context of humans who are on this side of heaven. When we see the word Yoda, we lift our burdens and hope in a God who can bring us relief. There is no greater relief than to know that we are in a right relationship with our creator. And then we have Toda, which means to sing praises together as one community in harmony. The word tells us in several scriptures that we must come together to fellowship and praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as ye see the day approaching. In Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Matthew chapter 18, verse number 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. Kilpatrick elaborated on Torah with the following, gathering as 
A people means we come from various backgrounds, locales, and experiences. Regardless of the context of our personal story, we enter a community with a story bigger than our own. This allows us to worship God as a church, not as a lone soul. The choir of the saints empowers us to see beyond ourselves and the transcended nature of our God. He dwells in our praises. And then we have sabah, which means to reach out with affection for God, to feel his hold on us. This type of praise can shift the atmosphere around us, ushering in peace that passes all understanding. You'll find that in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 7. Kilpatrick wrote that Sabah may also be the experience we feel as stormy water still doing our lifting up of praise to God. The waves cease. We are held stilled as a people of God when we focus on his greatness and love for us. Whether we sing in private or pray out loud with our church, we are sure to discover that praise often calms the storms within us and around us, if even for those moments. In his paper titled, Seven Forms of Personal and Corporate Worship, Brad Costigan described two types of praise. He wrote that Barak praise means to kneel or bow with humility and submission. When we come before God, we bow in reverence and honor of who he is, outwardly acknowledging our awareness of God's greatness. A few scriptures come to mind when I think of Barak praise. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 13 through 16. Wherefore, I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Romans chapter 14, verse number 11. For as it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. Then we have Psalms 95, verse 60. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Costigan also described Shabbat praise, which you've probably heard about in Byron Cage's song Shabbat, which was released in 2001. Shabbat praise is similar to halal praise, in which we praise the Lord in the form of a shout, lifting our voices unto the Lord, giving praise for what he has done, 
and what he is going to do. When we Shabbat praise, Kosygin writes that we shout for joy loudly, triumph as if victory was in balance and we win. We can find many instances of this type of praise in the word. Psalms 98 and 4, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the land. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Ezra chapter 3, verse number 11, and they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good. For his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundations of the house of the Lord was laid. Isaiah chapter 12, verse number 6. Cry loud and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Well, friends, that's all the time we have for this episode. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode, which was produced by Elder Maurice and Lady Satoya Clanton. Be safe, stay healthy, God bless.